Um, my book bestie is here. So we're talking today about the book Forbidden by Ty Love. This was introduced to me through Patrice. She be putting us up on all the book games, y'all. <laughs> I I know I didn't know like I just knew a few books I knew a few authors or whatever but she be putting us up on for real book game so thank you so much for joining me again this is our third week in a row (laughs) it's our third week in a row we are together this week we've been eight we had no technical difficulties we were able to go live everywhere and so um we're gonna get into the discussion so i'm gonna lay the groundwork for the book and kind of talk about why we picked this book right so The book starts off with this young lady and this young man on their way home to visit his family for his little brother's graduation. His little brother is graduating from high school. They're in college. Are they in their graduate year or are they still in there? They're in graduate school. Okay. So they like a few years older than him. Okay. For sure. Right. So they're going to visit his little brother who's graduating from high school. And upon meeting his little brother, the girl who is now their boyfriend and girlfriend or whatever, but she ends up falling for this younger brother. Right. Am I am I saying that right? Or he. So I would just like to say that he falls for her because she was an attraction. He fell for her. So they didn't fall for each other. He fell for her. Kind of. Okay. Kind of. So that's that's the premise. That's that's the book. That's the, the groundwork, right? So it start, the book starts off that way where they're meeting for the first time. She's meeting his family for the first time. Um, again, they're in graduate school or whatever. They met in college. Um, he proposes to her at his brother's graduation party, right? And this is after the brother that met her and they kind of got some love. That was so petty. That was so petty of him to do that. that. He graduated, anyway, he keep going. Proposed. I do not like that people make a big deal out of that. I think, I don't know. I, to me, it's not that big of a deal. Like everybody's saying, don't propose at my wedding or don't propose at my stuff. Like... Now, I, I just feel like if you don't let me know that you're going to do that, don't eclipse my moment. That's I, how I feel. Don't eclipse, don't eclipse my moment. Maybe considering the relationship that they had and the issues that the little brother had, who hit the little brother's name is Bakari. The older brother's name is Aaron and the girl's name is Cameron. So try to remember that little brother, Bakari, older brother, Aaron, um, the girl is Cameron right so considering their relationship and how fragile it was the brothers had like some little rivalry kind of sibling rivalry some issues going on so maybe considering that he shouldn't have but I really don't think it's a big deal whatever but even more than that considering everything that Bakari has been through when you look at the whole book you look at everything that he's been through and what you know and this is like a year out from trauma let him have his moment. I guess. So he proposes to his girlfriend, right? You read it. Woo-woo. Somebody read it, y'all. So chime <laughs> in. Let me know what you're thinking about what we're saying. So anyway, so the brother, the older brother, Aaron, proposes to his girlfriend, Cameron, at the graduation. The little brother is salty because he got like a crush on this girl, whatever. He tried to push up on her and everything. At the, um, this was at... Not the graduation party. This was the night before the graduation party. He tried to like kiss her and everything. So that's how the book starts. So then fast forward 10 years later, 10 years later. Okay. It's been 10 years. So in 10 years, the younger brother, Bakari, hasn't hasn't really interacted with his family or seen his family. So all those sparks was flying at the graduation party between him and his brother girlfriend. Um, they haven't really seen each other or dealt with each other until the younger brother, who is now, what does he do now? 10 years later. He's an engineer. He's an engineer. 
Okay. And he's but, uh, but a very upscale engineer, not just someone who met you he's a very upscale engineer and he works for the government and does special assignments. Okay, well, shout out to the engineers out there, regardless to what where you at on the totem pole. But anyway, so he's an engineer and he's coming into town where his family is from. He now lives in Atlanta and he's coming into town to where his family is from. And he asks to stay with his older brother and his now wife. So it's not his girlfriend no more. This ain't no look petty girlfriend stuff going on. Bakari made an impression on Cam. He did. He did. He made an impression. That's his wife of 10 years now. No, Bakari did. He made an impression on Cam. But um, because he was Bacari nine. Is waiting for you to let her in. Oh, is she? Yes, yeah, sorry. I'm not to seeing her. I don't see her. Tell her I don't see her trying to get in. It's not telling me anybody needs to get in. Okay. But anyway, so he asked to stay with his brother, even though he didn't need to stay with his brother. He could have stayed at a hotel or something. But he wants to stay with his older brother and his older brother's wife, who he had a crush on 10 years ago. Okay. So I'm going to stop there and I'm going to start with my first question. Considering what happened um, you know, with the, you know, him kissing her and, you know, all of that at the graduate or trying to kiss her at the graduation party and everything 10 years prior, did you think that their relationship was going to blossom, um, over time, you know, considering what happened before, did you just think, oh, that was just like some little petty high school stuff, or he had a crush or something like that? did you think that it was going to grow or develop into what it ended up being? And you can chime in on this too on Instagram. Um, I would say no. Um, I didn't think it was going to grow to that. I mean, it was, I felt like he was more interested in her than, I mean, I felt like he was the one that was more aggressive, but she felt it too. But I just felt like her love for her husband was so much because she was just, uh, this aggravated me so, but it was like, she was almost grateful to him for gracing her with his presence, with his anything. And I just, you know, and of course, you know, in the beginning of the book, you don't know the history, but it was just like, she was just so grateful to have him pay her any attention. So it was, she, she was just so into her husband and she did feel the attraction there. And she did feel that what he had for her probably was a little bit more attentive and not selfish. But I just felt like she was so into him that, no, it, you know, she wouldn't look at it that way. And then he was young. You have to look at it like he was 18 years old. His girlfriend was there with red hair and all of that kind of stuff. And so I'm like, he's young. This girl is in her 20s. She's about to graduate. And she is so... I don't even know if I could say in love with Aaron. She was great. She was infatuated with him. She, she, just because he just even liked her. It's like, thank you for liking me. Thank you for liking me. So no, I didn't see it growing to that intensity. I didn't either. I thought it was just going to be like something that happened in the beginning, which I mean, I know, you know, if you read like the insert of the book that something was going to happen between them, but I thought right. it was going to be like petty basically or whatever. Um, so <clears throat> he comes to visit. They ended up having a, a whole affair in the house. It was just a mess, y'all. It was a mess. And so my next question is, have you ever done? Okay, so let me see. When they first started messing around, did I really, not that I condone it, but was I feeling it? Like, was I? feeling the fact that they was messing with each other. Hey, um, was I feeling the fact that they were messing with each other in the house, a hot mess, okay? In the house, while the brother was out of town, like what the heck is going on or whatever. I didn't, I wasn't feeling the love. I wasn't feeling the vibe. I just felt like they were being disrespectful, you know, to his home and all of that. Although the sex scenes with steamy and all that in the kitchen when he went down on her and everything 
Um, I still felt like they really didn't overstep their bounds here. I wasn't like, oh, well, they in love. And so they need to just go with the flow. How did you feel about that when first reading it? Um, well, at first, I think I was emotion led first. So it was just exciting. So I was just like, oh, this is hot. Oh, and so I so I have to say that I've read this book a couple of times. And now when I read it, I do see it a little bit different. Um, you know, I don't know if you mentioned that Bakari had his girlfriend with him. Right. He had his marriage. girlfriend. Yeah. His girlfriend was with him. And so you while some of this was going on, she was literally upstairs in the bedroom, you know, waiting on him to come back while he's down there with his brother's wife. Um, I, I felt like regardless of what, um, you know, Bakari had a lot of feelings, but regardless, it was disrespectful. That's no matter how you feel, just because you have an aunt with your brother, just because uh, we fell out about this or we may feel this kind of way, that doesn't give you a license to screw his wife. Right. That, 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 that doesn't. With her, I felt like she was so passive. Like she, she kind of tried to buck up against him, but it was just like, I can't resist this. It's just too much, which I'm not <laughs> judging her because you don't know how you would be in that situation because he was fine and all that, you know, but it was just like, girl, I felt like, because this is my second time reading this book. I've read it before. And the first time I think I was just kind of caught, caught up, up in it. And it felt good up. and it was hot. But when you, right. write, when you read it a second time and you'd look back and you was like, you know what? This is not right. Right. I'm like, but this for her, I was like, grow up. Like, get some balls. You know, either, you know, because she was, the reason that she cheated was because she was unhappy in her marriage. And it was just like the husband was controlling and, you know, she wasn't happy with him no more. But so, so you've got a question. I don't want to go into that yet because you've got a question about that. And I, I do have my opinion about that. But I'll tell you something I thought about Cameron and which makes this it's like some of this is her own fault. Cameron was a little bit lethargic and lazy to me. It was she was lethargic and lazy. He comes home on a Saturday. He likes to get up and get going. She's been laying in the bed all day. She doesn't leave the house. She don't want to go to this. She doesn't want to go to that. And so it was kind of like, girl, get up and get some gumption about that's yourself. I realize exactly what I'm saying. Like, what is going on? But I didn't but see that at first. I didn't I see it about the first the, time reading it. I talked about the trauma later on. So with that being said, so Cameron had this best friend. What was her name? Tisha. Yeah. She Tisha. got on my dang nerves. <laughs> Tisha. And then she has a sister named Candy. Candy is her oldest sister and Tisha is her best friend. So she is telling Tisha, giving her a play-by-play -play of what's going on with her and this boy's brother, okay? The friend is like, go for it. <laughs> the friend like, get him. You know, you- And yeah, she like, don't stop, get it, get it. <laughs> right, right, get it, get it. But it's like, you've been having these feelings for so long. You know, he's there. The feelings haven't left for 10 years. They still there. So go ahead and pursue this relationship with him. They were my problem with her. Not feeling her husband from the beginning. From even when they were dating, she was in love with him when they were dating. She wasn't feeling him after they got married or whatever. But my question to y'all is, did the friend... Did her encouragement of this relationship, was her influence good or bad? You know, was she like looking out for her friend? Like, I know you want to mess with him. It's been a long time. You know, go ahead and see what that be like. You know, scratch that itch. Was she being a good friend in that way or was she being destructive? And she didn't like um, her husband. There she go. And she didn't like her husband, Aaron, the girl Cameron's husband. She didn't like him. Her okay. friend was wrong. Somebody said the friend okay, yeah, that's wrong. what we think initially. But I I I think that Letitia, is that her name? Mm -hmm. Letitia was messy. 
And I think that she needed some drama in her life. And so she created it with Cameron. And like, so she saw Bakari, became friends with him on Instagram, made sure he knew that there was what that where they was. But if she was trying to be really Cameron's friend and she's pushing her towards this relationship, she's pushing, I mean, not this relationship, pushing her towards scratching this itch with Bakari. Why does she tell her sister every single thing? And her sister is 100% dead set against it. So to tell her sister about this creates drama. You're for it. Her sister is against it. Why would you tell her? Her sister was literally ready to throw blows with her because of this affair that she was having. Why would Letitia do that? Well, from my understanding, she told her because kind of like she wanted her to because she knew that Cameron wouldn't be able to tell her. So it was like, I'm going to tell you so that you can tell her. So I and I get that, but still, as a, as a friend, would you do that though? If you knew the sister was going to be almost ready to, to throw blows with her? Right. So Candy, Cameron's sister, she didn't agree with her messing with the guy. She actually uh, walked in on them kissing 10 years prior when they had their first kiss at the graduation. Now, this was at the wedding. <laughs> they, this they was at the wedding. That was at the wedding. At the wedding. <laughs> but the sister, yeah. Corey. Hey, LaCory, girl, LaCory in the house. But um, the sister was against it. So the best friend who she's telling all of this play-by-play that she's messing with the guy, she goes and tells the sister, and the sister is upset about it or whatever. But even with that, I wanted to know about that too, the sister. Because sometimes, even when you're trying to do the right thing, even when you're trying to um, make an impression that may be good, she could have pushed her toward him by being so against it because it was like you bet not mess with him and she was like I'm gonna do what I want to do because the <laughs> night that they slept together for real for the first time um it was after she forbid it basically you know her sister has such strong feelings she irritated me to a point because, you know, at the end of the day, I look at it like, okay, you steal my sister and right. I'm not going to encourage you to do wrong or whatever. I don't want to see you mess up your life, but, um, but you steal my sister. And my, at the end of the day, my allegiance is to you. And it was almost like through the whole book, it was like, Aaron is who she wanted. So I felt like the sister was trying to live vicariously through her. Because her life was so jacked up. She, she had three kids and was living with her daddy and the mother that she carried a flag for, you know, she, she carried a flag for, but she wasn't at her mother's house either. She didn't have an, um, an open door to wherever her mother was. So I just felt like she was living vicariously through her sister and the, uh, she showed aggression because of, you know, because of that. I think she was jealous of her life. And it was and, like, I'm going to tell on you. I'm going to tell them. If you do it, and I'm a, yeah, I'm a, yeah, she, she was, she was like, I'm going to tell. And I was just like, you don't even have an open relationship with, you know, I, I think when you tell somebody some, everybody can't tell everybody some bad news. My mm-hmm. next, my next door neighbor, I don't have a relationship enough with her to call her and tell her that her husband is doing this or that. And to be honest, that was her sister, but there, there wasn't a closeness like that for her to, I mean, that was her, but she didn't have a closeness with Aaron in that way to even go to him and talk to him on that level. And it would almost be like, why are, you know, why is this coming from you? Right. It was like, she was in love with him almost. The sister was in love with the husband. Oh, that is so weird. <laughs> Did you say but, that? But it she ended up going God. a different her way. On him. <laughs> it, it, it felt like it felt like that she kind of had a thing for him. And then like, you know, she expected Christmas gifts and all of this kind of stuff. It was, I think when he came and the way he played with her kids and all of that, I think that she might have had a little bit something. And but whatever it was, you got to consider what the relationship was with the mother, with their mother. I don't feel like she was totally on camera's side at no point. So but back. But in regards to this relationship, both of those outside entities, you got the best friend who pushing for girl gone, get you some. Then you got your sister over here who's kind of jonesing on your husband. So she made it worse. So both of them, I think, made the situation worse. I don't think she liked Cameron, to be honest with you. The sister? Oh, the sister? 
I don't think the sister really liked Cameron that much. If you think about, I mean, we don't have any questions pertaining to it, but you think about the way that she was about their mother. But we haven't gotten into that, and I don't know if we're going to get into it, but she knew. Didn't she know what the backstory was with the mama? The sister did not. Oh, she didn't. I nobody, nobody she knew, and that's why she treated her like that. Mm-mm. Nobody knew. Nobody knew. Okay. So anyway, moving along in the book, so they didn't start having an affair. And they kind of going back and forth. They, they got on my last nerve. Yeah, they they're back and forth, they in love. Then it's like, we can't do this. And it's like, come on, let's do it one more time. And then, no, we can't do this, this is wrong. I'm like, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> come on now. So now the um, Cameron is having an affair with her husband's brother, okay? With his younger brother. And uh, let me see what my next question is. Cause we may not got here at Sunday crime. Oh, in regards to Aaron and Cameron's relationship. So I mentioned a little bit earlier that she was unhappy. She, you know, she felt like her husband was controlling. She couldn't really speak her mind. She was afraid that if she went against against him or spoke up for herself, that he would possibly leave her. And she was so in love with him and so thankful that he graced her with his presence almost that she didn't want him to leave her or she didn't want their marriage to end so she just kind of kept quiet and he took advantage of that basically I felt like again the first time I read the book it was cool you know again I was caught up but this second time to me I felt like she played on that a little bit too much yes he was I guess you can say a little controlling because he went and he bought a house <laughs> I would have killed him twice. <laughs> I would have killed him twice for that. He went and bought a house on this girl, and she hadn't even seen it yet. But to him, in his mind, it was like I'm buying my wife a house. She loved the house, so he knew her what she would like. She loved the house, but he went and bought this house without her knowing. So that's the kind of stuff he would do. Like, and so he didn't she know what she liked because actually, her her I mean, she liked that house. Oh, her dream house was was a different style house. Okay, but, so to me, I feel like she played on that. Like, I'm cheating on him with his brother, and I'm just gonna make this big deal out of how controlling he is and how I can't speak my mind. To me, she was real dramatic, and she played that up a little bit, which I think. I feel like she was very, um, it wasn't as bad as what she made it seem because it was the, it was the house that she built. She made the things that the way that they were, but something I can't stand about a person. And this was her personality. Totally. She did not know that she was mad until Bakari told her she was, she, she was fine with it. I mean, she was, she didn't know if she wanted to renew the vows, but that was part of her personality. Her personality was not to, to want to be fussed over, not to be in big crowds. She was a homebody and all of that kind of stuff. So that was just her nature. So she wasn't big on doing that, but it wasn't like she just didn't feel like they weren't in love. She was very much in love with him, but she didn't know that she was mad at him until Bakari told her that she was. Mm. And I didn't get that until this read on the book. I but didn't you think that about up it, either. I didn't pick that up either. What you say, LaCorre? But remember, she wasn't mad until but Bakari started dropping little little hints. And if I if you know if I was your man, I would do this. And so that's all I was gonna say. Do you think he was manipulating her? He was very manipulative. He was very manipulative. He was everybody in Cameron's life manipulated her. Mm. Everybody, even Mrs. C. Oh, we're gonna talk about that in a minute because Miss C. I liked her. She was cool. I liked her too. It's um, Aaron and Bakari's uh, mother. And she kind of took Cameron, the wife, under her wing as her daughter because Cameron's mother wasn't in her life. She was, but she really wasn't. Um, And so since she didn't have a good relationship with her mother, she was like, okay, I'll take on that mother role for you. But she was something else, honey. But yeah, Missy. um, But yeah, I felt like she just totally played that situation up to her advantage about how he was controlling her. Just say you ain't messing with him no more. You like the brother more. That's what I, that's. It was just, it, it was, it was, she was, Cameron was manipulated by Bakari. 
by Aaron, by Mrs. C, by her dad, and by her sister. Oh, okay. And by her, her, you know, just to touch on her sister a little bit, the sister, the sister helped the mother treat her bad. Remember, mm-hmm. there was a party that she wasn't invited to. Mm. The sister told her mother not to invite her. You know what mm. I mean? But it's like, still, that's my sister. That's right. no matter what, that's my sister. You're not going to, you know, we together, we a team. You know, right. you. I have two sons and it's, they, they riding for each other. Right. And so her sister definitely was. And her sister kind of sided with the mother and ganging up on her. So yeah, she was... I, to bring it back full circle, she was manipulated by everybody to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is a good question, tell. y'all. This is a good question. <laughs> so, no, for real. So, okay, she's sleeping with the brother. She's sleeping with her husband's brother. He's sleeping with his brother's wife. Who was more wrong or was it equal? Okay. the brother was wrong because he both of them was wrong but i'm just speaking to bakari bakari took it upon himself to judge their relationship he he turned cameron against her husband but he had insider it's like insider trading he had insider information Mm -hmm. so what i mean is he knew that there was a baby on the side Mm -hmm. he knew that a relationship had happened there with somebody outside of her. So he was acting on that and he was pushing her based on what he already knew. She didn't know that. Mm-hmm. You know what so I mean? Like she he manipulated she the situation and he was very, very aggressive. That's another thing that like before it was kind of cute, you know, ooh, you know. The second time I really read it, I was her. like, but was this time I was like, boy, fall back. <laughs> You are he was a jerk. Yeah, I'm like, she's telling you that she can't do this. Why would you basically make her engage in this activity with you when she's steady saying, we can't do this, we can't do this, we can't do this, and you like, yes, we can. And okay, he, your he, mouth is telling me one thing, but your body and your actions is telling me something else. I don't know about like that. Like the R. Kelly song saying, your body, you know what I'm saying? Your, Check your the source. Check the source. about R. Kelly? Check the source. That's, that's, that's the thing right there. Don't you, R. Kelly can't say no. I mean, know, but she was so, right. You're right. Yeah, so I think he was a little more wrong. Again, I felt like I he was acting like a baby. For was her, a, I think uh, he knew deep down inside that she wanted to be with him. They felt the connection and he just felt like it was his duty to push it to make it happen. So let me pause for a minute, okay? And this is gonna this is gonna be a general statement. The more that I'm reading these books and the more that I'm like asking these type of questions, because you know, we read the books, we be all giddy. Oh, it's so cute, it's so fun and stuff. But when you start asking like real life questions, and really like digging into this stuff, I be like, these men be something else. They are. Like controlling, manipulative, um, wishy-washy, by your love. I mean, just like all that play on your emotions. And before, you know, you were reading the books and it's like, oh, he he an alpha male or he um he just strong and you know, and but the more you read them and then you start asking these type of questions, it's like, mm, I don't know about that. That's not sitting right with my spirit that he just gonna keep pushing up on this girl and she's steady saying no. What you say? Saying no, 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 no. <laughs> and your body saying yes, 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 yes. He wanted him. But I mean, like, it's always some forbidden fruit out there. That don't mean you got to act on it. And she was trying not to. But can we highlight this for a, for a moment? Okay. How many women are truly out there staying in a marriage that they don't want to be in no more? A lot. A lot of them. Why are we saying? Because she was saying. Why are we so afraid to be alone? Why are we so afraid to upset and disappoint the people that we love for our own sake? For our own, you know, 
I'm going to tell so you a bit. Reasons. This is my okay. life to live. Why do I have to live my life according to what everybody else's guidelines is? Why a big I part of it. With marriage just because I don't want to upset my husband. I don't want to upset my sister. I don't want to upset his parents. And I don't have this and I don't have that. But you're truly at the root of it is unhappy. So why are you saying? I'm going to tell you one of the biggest reasons that people say. With no kids at that. No, no, no. Not the kids. It's not that. It's the money. If Ooh. I leave, if I leave this situation right now and okay, so I'm going to look at myself maybe 10 years ago and I'm not saying what decision I, cause I've been married before and I've been divorced before and I didn't, it didn't, it didn't matter to me. But when I think about 10 years ago, my financial status was a little bit different and to leave this would have meant well, maybe a little bit more than 10 years ago, maybe 15 years ago would have been been like, dang, they're moving back with my mother. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think some people, I think finance is a big reason why people stay. But she I, had her own money. They didn't have no kids. But she didn't have his money, but she said- She didn't she have his money. They were, they, were, um, they were rich and she did like- you know, what he brought to her. He was very generous to her and giving her, giving her money and all of that. And she only decided to leave once she would have Bakari's money behind her. So if you watching this now, or if you watch this on the replay, make sure you um, hashtag replay and put your thing in there. Why do you think that people say, not even just women, men do it too. Men be unhappy in marriages. Cause for real, for real, Aaron, which towards when she decided that she was leaving him is when he like really jumped off the porch and was like I'm so in love with you but I don't think he was super happy in their marriage he didn't even know and if you think about it the minute that things didn't she was Cameron was correct she was scared to ruffle any feathers because if I did he would leave me the reason why I say that Aaron was kind of that way, because remember the first time she bucked up at him just a little bit. Do you remember what he did? He stayed out to like two o'clock in the morning. He met some lady that he thought about getting into it with. But then he was like, no, I got to go home to camera. But at the first sign of trouble, he 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 didn't find somebody at this breakfast spot that he want to hang out with. Right. He was finna get the, ready to cheat. But she was treating him first like sign a, of trouble. She was treating him real bad. Somebody said appearances. So just like how this look, you know, if I'm not yes. with this person anymore, then I'm going to be alone and I'm going to be like a failure. Right. Yeah. And then somebody said, you know, the pressures of society, friends and family. Cameron definitely had those friends and family pressures of staying with him. OK, let me. I, I, the reason why Cameron stayed and the book says it. Well, a big part of why she stayed is because she didn't have love from her family and his mm. family. She felt like loved her. Right. And so she she didn't have that love at home. Her dad was dishonest to her. Her mother, who she thought was her mother, really, truly didn't mess with her at all. Her sister was, a be honest, a raging bitch. Oh, so <laughs> I'm just being honest. Her sister was was very mean to her and not supportive and not on her side mm-hmm. at no point really you know but, until she- but is, is that really though is that really true that my sister wasn't on her side her sister wasn't on her side her sister was on her side her well her sister was, was i think towards she the very Aaron, but i feel like she was on her side because when she found out she was pregnant she said i cannot wait to be your auntie Regardless of the fact that you don't know who the baby daddy is, she did eventually say <laughs> that. Before you jumped out the head, that's that's. Okay. But I mean, but she was there. But I feel like the sister also didn't have nothing to offer Cameron. Now, I no, got three didn't. kids by two different niggas. What the hell can so, I do? I'm living at that house. But that's after the point, what, though. But when she do? was like, when she, I just think that before Cameron didn't feel like once she got married to Aaron, she stopped going home. She very rarely went back to her hometown. So she might have created some of the angst no, but, with her. No, but for real, I had somebody tell me that in real life. They said that when they went to therapy with their husband, she found out that she married his family. She did not marry him. She married his family because she had the same dynamic. She did not have a very loving home life or family life. And his family was very together and, you know, and that's why she stayed in the marriage for as long as she did, because she didn't want to give up his family. 
And I think that was a big- It's not like you're talking about Cameron because that was her. And this was real life. And that first visit when she went to his house, when everybody came over and everybody had dinner and Bakari was telling her like, this is a bit much, isn't it? She was like, actually, I love it. She had never experienced that before. And at that time, I don't think her sister's kids were there. She viewed Aaron as her savior. Like he came and he saved her from this. Thank you for gracing me with your presence. I did not like that about her the second time around. LaCroix, I was telling Shaquana, when I read it the second time around, I seen in every book, when we read it again, I start seeing more stuff kind of, I don't want to jump to the other book, but our last podcast that we talked, we explored some stuff and I'm like, I did not see that at first, but yes. Yeah, yes, yes. But do you think Aaron preyed on her because of her uh, insecurities and because of her nature to willingly, you know, wanting to go above and beyond to please him? Do you think he preyed on that in a way? Mm -hmm. I don't. I I, I think that that just, it worked because she was that way. But if you remember when he talked about her, he, he failed for her before he even really knew her when he saw her you know it's that love at first sight or whatever but if you remember he knew on a third date that she was it i think so she wasn't being who she really was like you said um patricia said everybody manipulated her i think he manipulated her too because he knew that he could get away with that he knew he couldn't get away with that with other girls that he messed with he knew he could get away with that with her Oh, whatever. But anyway, so. And he talked her out of the, like what she wanted to do professionally. She was mm-hmm. in grad school, just like him and different opportunities she had on her job. It was just like, what? He was just. A mess. They was a mess. He was so. They, they, daddy, they daddy was probably manipulative. <laughs> so can you, but can you imagine what, what it was like for Bakari growing up in a house like that? And then. Right. You know, it, and then he ends up doing the same thing. He ain't no better. Right. Do you so think listen. he manipulated her or do you think he just pushed her to her, 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 her potential? Do you think she pushed her to, the, to her highest mm. potential? Wait a minute, say know, which one. Do I think... Do bring I think out who? the inner Cameron. Bakari or Aaron? Bakari. Do I think he pushed I her to be better? I still don't think she knew who she was at the end of the <laughs> She still didn't know who she was at the end of the book. So she was just whoever Aaron wanted her to be when she was married to him. She was with when she was with Bakari, she was who he she want he wanted her. And when she was with Mrs. C, she was with what Miss C wanted her to be. Right. But she didn't have so no daughter. She was she But let's let's speak to that. Um part of not part of that, the reason that she was that way was because of her home life, because of her mother. She was rejected as a, as a small child. All of her life, she was rejected by the person that you feel like is supposed to give you the most love. And her mother loved, sat right beside her and loved her sister dearly and just didn't have no love for her. And so she constantly fought for her mother's attention. And then her mother left her, left them, but still had a relationship with her sister and not with her. And then the dad basically condoned it because he never told her until she was all the way grown. So I, I think that she just, Ooh, she was scared. Was to me that he allowed her to treat her that way. But anyway, on the childhood trauma stuff, right? So do we think that people should have to go to counseling before they get married? Most definitely. Because yes. a lot of us and couples counseling. A lot of yes. us bring these things into our marriages, and that's why we have so many issues because Cameron was dealing with issues from her childhood. Her mother did not love her for whatever reason, which it comes out in the books why. You know, the mother had an issue with her, but she treated her bad. She called her bitches. I mean, like just treated her like shit or whatever. And so she brought that into her marriage and that was the reason why she allowed her husband to do some of the things that he did because she, she brought that into all of her relationships well that too she didn't want because she allowed her friend her. to even call her a bitch and she hated that mm-hmm. and, and once she got a little bit of guts she told her friend she was like do it bother you when i call you bitch i always called you that and she was like well it's always bothered me but she right. just took it and she, she never called me that all anything. my life <laughs> what did you say I said, not you been calling me that all my life. 
I said she never stepped up and said anything. Yeah, it's like she, so she allowed people to do stuff. It's just like, if I don't like freaking carrots, I don't like carrots. I'm not eating them. I don't care. You know what I mean? Right. I'm just not doing that. Like, stand up for yourself and say what you, what you, so what we you have want. to deal with our issues basically before you bring someone else into play. But something else about I this, sometimes I've important. heard or have read, maybe not, not read, but just heard that sometimes you marry people so that they can bring those things or you get in relationship with people, whether it be your spouse or a friend or something like that to show those things to you some of those traumas and kind of just bring some of that stuff out in you. So that's another way to look at it. But I just think it caused a lot of disruption in your relationships when you haven't dealt with the things that you haven't dealt with, basically. And she hadn't dealt with a lot of things. And so she was dealing with them in her marriage. With her lazy self. <laughs> in this book, I just kept looking at her like, I said, Cameron is lazy. I'm like, she just, Cameron alone. It's like, you know what? what? She, if somebody wrote a book about me, they would probably say. <laughs> <laughs> How was Cameron lazy, Patrice? How was she so like? Lacory always challenged me. Okay, so I'm <laughs> lazy. I don't think she was lazy. I think she was very passive. She was, was very like, passive. Okay, so in the beginning of the book, remember how like Aaron one was, little scene she read and she just the dumbest girl lazy all throughout the whole. Like she don't. She didn't ever want to leave home. She just was. <laughs> she would be laying in the bed and just. She, she but didn't want to do. Make her happy. She enjoyed her time to herself. Look at my, my mama. Life, her life. My mama on this live on Instagram and she put the eyes up. Her life is consumed by Aaron. Right, she's constantly so, on She's constantly taking care of him, catering to his needs, cooking, cleaning, keeping the house together. You know, for his mama. He barely took her out to do different things, but he showed her off when it was appropriate. Right. So of course, when I get some time to myself, I'm gonna want to be in the house. In I want to go lay in the bed. I want to relax, regroup, and refocus my attention. But Mama, check this out. At least I know that. I know my flaws. I know what my book gonna say. <laughs> she she put the eyes up, y'all, on Instagram. So like, if yeah. somebody wrote the book about you, I agree. They probably would <laughs> say that she was lazy, Bell. But I know that. But what I do Ooh, see somebody wrong said, with. perhaps she's depressed and unhappy. She was. She was. She was. Oh, girl. Tell them, was like tell them they're one hundred percent right. Bakari was like her light at the end of the tunnel. And be honest, Patrice, you would have turned that dick down. <laughs> Let's just be honest. Let's just be honest. You know what? No, answer, not, the question. answer the this question. This is not about me. You would have turned it down. Negative. <laughs> you can't know, Patrice. <laughs> exactly. So you can't get mad because you know, I mean, Cameron. Who's turning down Bakari? I am. <laughs> you know My what? But sometimes I wanted to smack Bakari. Bakari's mood. He was so dang moody. He was moody. He, he was. was so that was a depression. Moody. Okay, wait a minute, y'all. Okay, so I said, okay, so do we believe in destined love? Like, destined, like, were they destined to be together like or did they? Love? Did they force that? Were they destined? Did she meet her husband to meet his brother? <laughs> that don't even sound right coming out my mouth. It don't even say, it don't sound right. <laughs> Bye, did, she, did she meet her husband? <laughs> did she meet the her placeholder? Sometimes, okay, so I, I can't, I don't know about their situation, but sometimes I think a situation, like the way that like everything happened in a specific way so it would lead to this moment because all it takes is one flick of a butterfly's wing to change everything right and so i i believe because when he fell for her it was like when she the head the wind blew and he saw the mole or the beauty mark on her neck and he just was like oh i want to kiss it and i want this woman 
did he really or was this like this Aaron's girl and I'm finna try to get with her because they had a beef I believe in soulmates mm -hmm. I believe in soulmates and I'm gonna tell you why I believe in soulmates mm -hmm. but I believe I believe in certain soulmates for certain seasons oh 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 okay 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 and I'm gonna say, and I feel like everybody, you know, has a a, a season in your life or in certain situations. Mm -hmm. And I feel like in Aaron and Cameron's situation, that season was to show her what she didn't want, to show her how she didn't want her marriage to be, mm -hmm. to show her that um, grass isn't greener always on the other side. Because even though they had this family unit, they had problems within their family. You know what I'm saying? On Aaron's side. Mm -hmm. So I, I feel like mm -hmm. that was kind of sort of like a lesson learned. And it, mm -hmm. and it Cameron, that mothering and uh, family nature for that season of her life to kind of she needed, his, she needed his mother show, for that season. Right. To show her, you know, you're strong. You can do this by yourself. And I feel like Bakari stepped in at the point where, okay, you're ready for your husband. You're ready for the next step in your life. And Aaron mm -hmm. really wasn't it. Mm. I agree with you, um, Lacor. I, I feel agree. like it, it was all in seasons wise, but I mean, who's to say that you know, ten more years down the line, she's not gonna find another soulmate? Right, right. You I know? agree, and I think that we be holding on to our relationships. I was telling my cousin this um, recently because we were talking about my marriage, and my husband and I just celebrated our twentieth um, wedding anniversary. Woo but she was saying, uh, we were talking and I was telling her that people get so caught up in happily ever after that they miss the moments that they are together because they're so focused on being together forever mm -hmm. that they miss out on the moments that they're currently in. And, and when their time this. comes to an end, it's okay. Right. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to make a statement. Mm -hmm. I feel like, like, like I'm going to mean what I said. I feel like everybody has one soulmate. And mm -hmm. I feel like everybody account encounters their soulmate at least once in their life, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like everybody has a lifelong partner. Mm -hmm. And it's not always meant for you to be with your soulmate. I feel like I mm -hmm. met my soulmate mm -hmm. and it didn't work out for whatever reason. It didn't work Ooh. out. Ooh. But now I'm with my lifelong partner. Oh, mm. mm. that's very interesting. <laughs> I never thought about it like that. So, so you know, so I'm not saying that you know you don't have that same amount of love and that same amount of affection and that same amount of charismatic with your lifelong partner, but it's not gonna feel the same that you had with your soulmate. It's because sometimes your soulmate, it could almost be toxic. That you know, sometimes that that combustion that mm -hmm. it, it's like you can love so hard and it's just like right. we can't like this is exhausting we can't continue kind of like i'm sorry i keep doing this but like denny and nika it's like right. you all cannot continue to exist mm -hmm. like that like you all will yeah. burn out you yeah, all right. will burn out it's like too and so maybe that was i don't know your soulmate i won't say love but listen y'all I only got seven more minutes on Instagram because you only get an hour. Okay, I'm sorry. So I got two more questions that we're going to try to breeze through real quick in the next seven minutes. If you are on Instagram and you're watching this and you want to continue the conversation on Facebook, click the link in my bio to um, join the uh, Facebook group, the Black Girl Book Club Podcast Facebook group. Anyway. You're giving those disclaimers. Go on, girl. Right. So um, there's a point in the book, and we're going to end with this. There's three books. We're through book one and we like about halfway through book two or not. It's the pr pretty much the beginning of book two or whatever. There's three books. So next week we're going to continue the conversation with the rest of book two and into book three. So anyway, we're going to end with this. There's a point in book two. Okay. So is the author joining us next week? The author is joining us next week. That's yeah. something you need to be saying. Yes, the Arthur is joining us next week oh at 8 o'clock. You will be live, so please inbox the Black Girl Book Club, Book Club podcast all your questions, comments, and concerns. Yes. So they can be Hello. addressed. Hello. Be next week, 
And and I know Ty, she's going to watch this one, but we can't wait to have you on next week. Ah, yeah. I'll be in the building next week. But anyway, so Cameron left her husband because she suspected that he was cheating on her. Okay. So she right. left him. I think that was BS too. And she really just wanted to leave him because she was messing with Bakari, but she left him. All right. In the midst of her leaving him, she finds out that he has a 10 year old son. They you should have led with this. They've been, married. They've been married for 10 years. He has a 10-year-old son that she don't know about, okay? Listen, so my question to y'all is, first of all, now she done cheated with his brother, but when this came out, I felt like there was a wash. They both messed up. She, they, you know what? At that point, give me my aux cord <laughs> and my ear pods. <laughs> my ear pods, I'm getting like, give me my Look. stuff. We I'm was out. both wrong. We we is we even. We even at this point. I slept with your brother. You got a 10-year-old son I ain't know about. We even. Okay. So that's how I felt at that point. When that came out about that son, I was feeling a little bad for Aaron that his brother was messing with his wife. But after it came out about that son, I was like, oh no. Nah. Not necessarily you deserve that, but we even. We good. At this point, not only did he have a 10 year old son, but he can't be even a good one. I didn't want to be with you no more. And I and I made up this decision way before the son ever came out. This is just icing on the cake. I know what I'm saying. She had they weren't together when she found out this, she was out of the house. I mean, like, so it's not a wash. This is even more solidifying that we don't need to be together. No, you know how bad I wanted kids, you know how bad I wanted a family. And when it and when everything comes out in book three on why they weren't having a family, this should this should have been more reason you, for you to introduce your son to me. And you know I want a baby, and you got a child that I could have loved though. I could have loved him, and, and he had low sperm count. He probably uh, we, I know we were talking about it. Yet. <laughs> uh, but really he got probably would have stayed. That probably would have made him stay. Okay, Instagram. She probably would have leveled up a car in her coochie on the counter if Dominic was in the house. We'll be back next week with Ty Love. Can y'all believe that? Ty Love going to be here. I'm going to have my Ty Love, we can't wait to have you. I'm going to y'all next week. So tune in. (laughs) She going to be here to talk to us about this book. Anyway, so I'll be back on Instagram next week. 8 o'clock Central Standard Time. 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Next Tuesday. Hop over in the Facebook group if you want to continue with the conversation. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. I appreciate y'all. I'll chat with y'all next week. Whoop, whoop, bye. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I felt like they was they was even at that point. Mm-hmm. There we go. I didn't feel, you know what, um, LaCory is right. She uh-huh. had already she had already separated from him. She was already living like at the hotel when she found out about this baby. She had just come to Thanksgiving dinner because his mother asked her to bring a dish. Mm-hmm. And so oh. she was already done. So to me, yes, that was a nail in the coffin. That was a nail, and and it solidified that I don't see me not telling my partner that I have a secret child. Or that I have a child. I felt, I felt I more bad for the baby for the baby than I did anybody yeah. else. Because for you to keep me a secret means that we can't have the relationship that we could have had had she known about him. But what does this say to Aaron about Aaron that he couldn't tell? He didn't, I mean, he never, t- Bakari made him tell his parents and Bakari made him tell, well, tell the whole family. Nah, Patricia, remember, you ain't I mean, not Bakari, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, well, yeah. you, you ain't seen Bakari. Don't we try to hop on ship now. No, wait a minute, back up. What you say now? What you say now? Don't be switching sides. No, Patricia be throwing all the men under the bus because she had me mad last week about Denny. Now she talking about Bukhari. She be letting me mad. Bukhari had you mad at Denny, not me. She called him a pedophile. And we know Denny was a pedophile. Not he okay R. Kelly, that girl. I call him no pedophile. He is not a he pedophile. He R. Kelly, that girl. No, he did not. So take it back. It wasn't Patrice. Okay, sorry, Patrice. Look, Corey. Anyway, but, we're, not, we're not talking about Denny this week. But, but Aaron, um, 
You said what about Bakari? I said we're talking about fine ass Bakari. Bakari is fine. <laughs> and he knew how to take care of a woman. <laughs> even when he, but you know what was adorable about him is even when he was what, 17, 18 in high school, he mm. saw her, Aaron left her out there. That was a. And the, that should have been the red flag right there. Yeah, that that's, that's should have been the red flag. He left her. Found he he ran in the house and left her. He was so excited to see mama and daddy. And he got Aaron beside, I mean, um, Cameron beside him, who's so fine. And he ran and just left her with all of her bags. I'm just like, Aaron, come on now. And then, and, and, and Bakari said, man, don't leave her like this. She don't know us. He sounded like an all the way grown man when he said that. She don't know us. Don't leave her like that. Lord. And I I didn't, I didn't, well, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm getting off topic. What's what's yeah? Happening? So the next question after that was okay, so she found out about this 10-year-old son, which she had already left him. So whatever. She forgave the mother, even Bakari. His family knew about this baby for four years. The mom and the daddy knew for four years. Bakari knew the entire 10 years. The mom and daddy knew for the last four years. So y'all sitting up here in my face, laughing, joking, hugging, kissing. We love you, blah, 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 blah. And you, and you know, know I want a baby. And you Ooh. know I want a baby. This man got a whole baby. Uh, no, that ain't no baby no more. That boy almost a teenager. He got a, Look, he got a, middle, he got a middle schooler. <laughs> he got a preteen. He got a whole teenager out here that y'all ain't telling me about. And you wouldn't let I me. I would have been you, like, "Fuck all y'all! I ain't messing with none of y'all no more." Give me my aux cord and give me my earbuds. I'm out. But again, she needed them. She needed that family. And when we need people like that, we allow them to mistreat us, and we mistake their love. No, their, their manipulation. For love. Right. We, we mistake their attention for love. Right. Because they didn't care about her and they didn't tell her. Or they didn't make him tell her. They didn't. I think they cared about you, her, you but still, I think that they, they looking out for family. her as well. You were still looking out for the family. Y'all was looking out for self. Y'all was looking out for y'all own personal image. And, and how it made the young bloods look. Because, uh-huh. the, because what they said is the young bloods did not have illegitimate children. They didn't. You know, they did not have, you know, they they didn't roll like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so do you um, think do you think that Cameron forgave Bakari so easily because he was the one who finally told her or made it came out? She loved that. Well, she was gonna forgive him regardless. She wanted that man, all of that man. She didn't care what he did. He could. <laughs> he could. Set our house on fire, and she still would have been like, "It's okay, we can get through this." So where are we stopping at in book two, Shaquana? That's it. We stopping right there, or we could stop. Okay, so she left her husband, right? She left him. Um, she found out. She came back to Thanksgiving. She found out he had a son. So now she like it's over between us. You didn't have this baby. You ain't tell me about blah 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 blah. Right. She faints at Thanksgiving dinner after she found out about the son. And then she found out some other stuff about Bakari. This is her lover. She found out her husband got a son. Then she found out some stuff about her lover. Are and we not talking about goes, that yet? No, we ain't going to talk about that yet. So then she goes to the hospital because she faints. She is overwhelmed. It's too much for her. She faints, okay? At the hospital, she took a pregnancy test. And we'll talk about what her results was next week. <laughs> No, you didn't. Read read book two if you want to find out now. No, you didn't cliffhanger us. Limited, and I believe the book costs a dollar ninety nine on Amazon. (laughs) Yeah, get the book. You know what? You gave a dramatic stop. (laughs) So we gonna know next week if she's pregnant, who she's pregnant by, what happens. Know who she's pregnant by. Right. Do she know who she's pregnant by? We gonna find all this out next week. And and. And, and you forgot one part. Does the parents know about the affair yet? Oh, I 
can't. Okay, so I can't wait. We're gonna we, we, we're gonna talk about that all next week. Because does the parents know the mama, the daddy, Mister, Mrs. Youngblood? That was my favorite. That was my favorite part. Her daddy know. Right. So yes, join us next week here in the Facebook group. And and when will Aaron find out about the baby? About no, if she about uh the affair. The affair. What does Aaron do? Dun, dun, dun. Okay, can I just say, like for me to find out something like that? So so to find out, it's like you can't trust me enough to tell me it's been 10 years. You gotta, this ain't no baby no more. This person that went through several stages. Mm-hmm. You several can't trust stages me that enough. you missed. That we could have all experienced together, but you decided to miss those stages all because of my little black ass. And and, and you know that I want a child. And she was willing to accept anything from him. So what make you think now, of course, the boy dang near grown now. So, of course, I don't want his grown butt tail. You know, he been raised already. She still was crying when she found out about him because she was like she could have loved on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she could and have. How and selfish! How selfish can you be, Aaron, to put a relationship before your child? So you will purposely miss out on birthdays, Christmases, uh, different that's, sports. That's what was making me mad. But anyway, we're gonna go on Facebook. We gonna continue conversation off of Facebook. But we're gonna get off Facebook, find out what happens in the finale of the books. Anti Love, the author, is gonna be here. She's gonna talk to us, tell us what she was thinking, baby. Have you right. ever experienced this in your life? Do you know somebody who was Let's messing with somebody, brother? And so if we have somebody out there who wants <laughs> okay. to um, ask, if you want to ask Ty Love some questions, you got to send them to Shaquana and she's going to fill those questions and see what we can get Ty Love right. to answer. But it's but it has to be about Forbidden. It can't be Patrice. about her other books. Answer the question, Patrice. Okay, what's the question? You done fucked one of your boyfriend's cousins or best friends. <laughs> <laughs> We cut it off. We out of here. Bye, y'all. One of your cousins. I mean, one of your boyfriend's cousins.